Welcome to the second day of a brand new year. Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. It's so good to be here with you. If you are brand new, welcome. We have scooched over. We're making room on the ends for you to uh, come and have a seat and not have to walk all the way through the aisle and step on somebody's toes. I hate it when that happens. Hopefully you made it through day one and second day here in Chronological. The stories move rather quickly in Chronological because we are taking on full chapters of the Old Testament. Lots of activity happens really fast. So stay with the story. I've recently been diagnosed with ADHD. I realized that could have came in handy years ago. Uh, so I have to have little techniques that help me stay focused. Sometimes I bite the inside of my cheek. Sometimes I have candy in my mouth and I chomp on it really loud to help me focus. Sometimes I grab the inside of my skin on my hand and rub just whatever it is that you need. Slurp hot coffee like my husband maybe if you want to. Let's jump in. Today our reading is Genesis chapters 4 through 7. This week we're reading the New International Version. Genesis chapter 4. Adam made love to his wife Eve and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord I have brought forth a man. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, what have you done? Listen. Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opens its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, Not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain, so that no one who found him would kill him. So Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain made love to his wife, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Enoch. Cain was then building a city, and he named it after his son Enoch. To Enoch was born Irad, and Irad was the father of Mehedjul, and Mehedjul was the father of Methesul, and Methesul was the father of Lamech. 
Lamech married two women, one named Ada and the other, Zila. Ada gave birth to Jabal. He was the father of those who live in tents and raise livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all who played string instruments and pipes. Zila also had a son, Tubalcane, who forged all kinds of tools out of bronze and iron. Tubalcane's sister was Nama. Lamech said to his wife, Ada and Zila, listen to me. Wives of Lamech, hear my words. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for injuring me. If Cain is avenged seven times, then Lamech seventy-seven times. Adam made love to his wife again, and she gave birth to a son and named him Seth, saying, God has granted me another child in place of Abel since Cain killed him. Seth also had a son, and he named him Enosh. At that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. This is the written account of Adam's family line. When God created mankind, he made them in the likeness of God. He created them male and female and blessed them, and he named them mankind when they were created. When Adam had lived 130 years, he had a son in his own likeness, in his own image, and he named him Seth. After Seth was born, Adam lived 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Adam lived a total of 930 years, and then he died. When Seth had lived 105 years, he became the father of Enosh. After he became the father of Enosh, Seth lived 807 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Seth lived a total of 912 years, and then he died. When Enosh had lived 90 years, he became the father of Kenan. After he became the father of Kenan, Enosh lived 815 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enosh lived a total of 905 years, and then he died. When Kenan had lived 70 years, he became the father of Mahalalel. After he became the father of Mahalalel, Kenan lived 840 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Kenan lived a total of 910 years, and then he died. When Mahalalel had lived 65 years, he became the father of Jared. After he became the father of Jared, Mahalalel lived 830 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Mahalalel lived a total of 895 years, and then he died. When Jared had lived 162 years, he became the father of Enoch. After he became the father of Enoch, Jared lived 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Jared lived a total of 962 years, and then he died. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. After he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more, because God took him away. When Methuselah had lived 187 years, he became the father of Lamech. After he became the father of Lamech, Methuselah lived 782 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Methuselah lived a total of 969 years, and then he died. When Lamech had lived 182 years, he had a son. He named him Noah and said, 
He will comfort us in the labor and painful toil of our hands caused by the ground the Lord has cursed. After Noah was born, Lamech lived 595 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Lamech lived a total of 777 years, and then he died. After Noah was 500 years old, he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. When human beings began to increase in number on the earth and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful, and they married any of them they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal. Their days will be a hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God went to the daughters of humans and had children by them. They were the heroes of old, men of renown. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created, and with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground, for I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it, and coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it, leaving below the roof and opening one cubit high all around. Put a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle, and upper decks. I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens, every creature that has the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you two of every kind of bird, of every animal, and to every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and stored away as food for you and for them. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. The Lord said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of every kind of clean animal, a male and its mate, and one pair of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also seven pairs of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. Seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for forty days and forty nights, and I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. And Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was six hundred years old when the floodwaters came on the earth. And Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives 
entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood. Pairs of clean and unclean animals, of birds, and of all creatures that move along the ground, male and female, came to Noah and entered the ark as God had commanded Noah. And after the seven days, the flood waters came on the earth. In the six hundredth year of Noah's life, on the seventeenth day of the second month, on that day all the springs of the great deep burst forth, and the floodgates of the heavens were opened, and rain fell on the earth forty days and forty nights. On that very day Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, together with his wife and the wives of his three sons, entered the ark. They had with them every wild animal according to its kind, all livestock according to their kinds, every creature that moves along the ground according to its kind, and every bird according to its kind, everything with wings. Pairs of all creatures that have the breath of life in them came to Noah and entered the ark. The animals going in were male and female of every living thing as God had commanded Noah. Then the Lord shut him in. For forty days the flood kept coming on the earth, and as the waters increased, they lifted the ark high above the earth. The waters rose and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the water. They rose greatly on the earth, and all the high mountains under the entire heavens were covered. The waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth of more than fifteen cubits. Every living thing that moved on land perished, birds, livestock, wild animals, all the creatures that swarm over the earth, and all mankind. Everything on dry land that had the breath of life in its nostrils died. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. People and animals and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. The waters flooded the earth for 150 days. So at the very beginning, I told you that we were going to move through these events and stories of the Old Testament fairly quickly through chronological. And today is proof of that. Let me say a couple of things about where we're at. In the Old Testament, there is a lot of genealogy. And genealogy can feel so unimportant or irrelevant sometimes to the story. And then sometimes it just gets long and redundant. And it's really easy to just start glazing over names and numbers and who is of who and why does this matter? Why is this relevant? The events of the Bible build on one another. We see how far we've come in the first eight chapters, seven chapters of the Bible already. We went from nothingness to God creating to creation of man, the fall of man, the first murder between siblings genealogy of people we're just meeting for the first time we quickly learn the wickedness of man god's own creation without an establishment of commands or even just general rules of murder is not good but yet no one stated not to do so so it may lead you to questions such as so does the wickedness of man really, really cause God to wipe humanity off the face of the earth for everyone besides Noah and his family? I'm presenting this question as an example of your questions 
are valid, whatever they are, especially if this is your first time through the Bible. In fact, my sort of dissection of everything I was taught and believed my entire life started happening the first year through the Bible in chronological order, but it didn't really come fully apart until the second time through. And I presume that similar things will happen this year as what I'm learning in life is the more I learn, the less I actually know. I say this as a witness to Christian culture. Sometimes our questions are met with shame, are met with concrete answers that we recite because it's always been a part of our systemic beliefs, but we recite it without even exploring the question and the answer for ourselves. So many times what we believe it's just been handed down to us. We've not held it in our hand. We've not pulled it apart. We've not dissected it or even looked at it too closely. And then we just pass it along to the next person. We can even follow organizations as a sense of belonging. And then once we do explore the questions, once we find our own answers, and it produces more questions. And we then take those questions to the place where we have felt as if we belong. And all of a sudden there's question if we don't really believe that to be true anymore. And all of a sudden we are rejected, kicked out of the organization of belonging for a difference of beliefs. This is a place where you are safe to present your questions, to ask your questions, to have questions, and to wrestle through those questions that may come up. I can't speak for God, but I can speak for myself with God. And I can tell you that I have had many questions over the course of my time here at Chronological. And every single question that I have wrestled through, God has so gently been present with me, never shaming me, despite the fact that sometimes his people can do that. So what to do with questions if you're listening alone and you have no one to bounce them off of? Great question. I suggest that you journal. I keep a notepad right next to me. Every question that I have, everything that just rubs me the wrong way, I journal it. And sometimes those questions just sit unanswered. And sometimes over the course of a couple of days, sometimes over the course of a couple of months, I go back and those questions get answered. And sometimes I have to process them with a man who is far more intelligent than I could ever pretend to be uh, just to bounce them off of. So I wanted early on, in case these questions start to come up very early on, to welcome your questions, to reassure your questions and to validate the fact that, yes, if we are reading and listening, there are things that will come up that might cause some distress or questions or uneasiness. And I also wish to extinguish the stigma of Questions are not welcomed in our faith and present a place 
that questions are absolutely a part of our faith. And we will see this all throughout the Word of God, and we will see this especially as we get to direct relationship with Jesus. And that's going to take us a minute. So if you've heard about him and you're like, when is he coming? You're going to have to buckle in and settle in. It's going to be a while, but I promise you it will be worth it. Jesus, we thank you for this second day of a new beginning, a fresh start. I thank you that you are with us and in it in a fresh start and you are in it and with us when we fall off and lose our way. And that will only ever happen as human beings walking imperfectly. But I thank you that you meet us. You pick us up. You safely put us back on the right path and you walk with us. I thank you that our questions are not off limits to you. You welcome them and you reveal yourself to us through our uncertainties, through our doubts, through our questions. I pray refreshed hope to every person in need that needs hope that only you can provide, hope that is only you. And I pray that somehow, God, you make that hope tangible, you make that real, that we have something to cling to, to hold on to, to walk forward and face another day amidst the darkness of the world that can feel like it is overtaking us, the wickedness of man, may we be reminded that we are the light of the world and may we shine bright. Pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible, that is the website. That is our home base. If you want to know anything about anything to do with the Daily Audio Bible. That's where you will go. Take a look around and check it out. There's a store. There are products created to enhance your journey through the Bible. Uh, there is a wonderful brand of Wind Farm coffee and teas, and you can conveniently sign up for a subscription, and they will be roasted fresh and delivered to your doorstep as much or as little as you would like to sign up for. You can do all of that there at the Daily Audio Bible store on the website. If you would like to partner with us here at Daily Audio Bible, thank you so much. If this has been life-giving, if this is life-giving to you, know that we cannot do this without you. And we are so grateful that we do not have to. If you're giving by mail, DAV PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37. 174 or if you're utilizing that mobile app hit the give icon it's located up at the top right hand corner of your mobile device and lastly uh, you can look for the give icon on the website if you need prayer if you have heard somebody and jesus is just tugging at your heart compelling you to pray for that person of course you can do that silently if it's important for you to let that person know that you are praying for them. There are several different ways for you to do so. 800-583-2164, that's for chronological. Or once again, utilizing the app, you can hit the red circle button. That is located up at the top right-hand corner of the app as well. The prayer line is equipped for a two-minute message 
when you are finished with your prayer, hit submit, and then there's a little wheel. Just turn that to chronological, and it will get to the right place. I am so glad that you're here. We are well on our way. And I am looking forward to oh, maybe a less difficult year <laughs> than last year, but a beautiful and exciting journey and year together in community as much as you want to be together through his word. There is no better way to go through the year than daily in the word of God to allow him to speak, to shape, to guide, to challenge, to encourage, and to spread the love of Jesus to all who are in need. And by going through his word every day, I'm honored, humbled, humbled to my knees to be any part of this journey with each and every one of you. I look forward to turning the page together tomorrow. Until then, I'm Jill. Love one another. Good morning, Dabsy. This is Tony calling from Suffolk. Um, I wanted to lift up Sam in prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to the throne, Lord God. I'm asking, Father, for you to do a new thing in Sam, Lord God. I want to thank you, Lord, for allowing the most of that tumor to be removed, Father. But, Lord God, we know that you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. So, Father, you know what's going to happen from the beginning until the end. And, Lord God, I'm trusting right now with the radiation that he's receiving, Father, that that will remove the the tumor in its entirety, Father. And his blood pressure, Father. Dear Lord, I'm asking that you allow the medications, Lord God, to take the desired effect, Lord, that it needs to um, keep his blood pressure, Lord God, stable when he gets up and starts moving, Lord God. And I just want to thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, for just complete healing. I want to thank you, Lord, for his sister that called in requesting prayer, Father. I'm asking, Lord God, that you continue to strengthen her, Lord God. Allow her to be a blessing, Lord, um, to her brother and to um, anyone, Father, that she is connected to, Lord God. And this is my prayer prayer to you in Jesus name. Amen. As always, Adapsy, I love you guys. Continue to be encouraged. I pray that you all had a wonderful Christmas um, to be with your loved ones and even the loved ones that's not here. I pray that um, you guys still had peace upon that as well. And I pray that you all have a happy new year. I love you all. And once again, continue to be encouraged and have a wonderful day. Hi, Dabsy family. This is Kevin from Illinois. This is my first time calling, and I just want to say praise Jesus for bringing us all together and guiding us through a year together. This has been my first year with the Daily Audio Bible, and I don't ever want to turn back, and I want to follow Jesus with my life, and I want us all to do that together. So I want you all to know I've been listening, and I've been praying for you, and I want us all to pray together as we move forward into the next year. Jesus, thank you for bringing us all together as a family and showing us what life should be like and what life can be like. Help us go out into the world every day wearing your full armor of God so that we will be protected and we will have your peace that transcends all understanding. Happy New Year, Daily Audio Bible family. Happy New Year, 
Jesus, Father in heaven, thank you for being there to guide us and bring your spirit into our hearts to circumcise our hearts and change who we are. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Hey, DABC, this is Heather of Pikes Peak, by way of Texas. I just want to lift up Tina from Pennsylvania, her brother, uh, Sam, who's in the hospital with the blood pressure and he needs radiation also. I pray that God's hand is all over y'all and your family. I pray that he gives you, Tina, peace over the whole situation. And I pray that the doctors are able to figure out uh, Sam's blood pressure and get him on the right medication. I pray that God's healing would be upon him, and I pray that no matter what, God's will will be done and be rejoiced by you and your family. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you, Lord God, for answering the prayer and for Tina's faith, Tina from Pennsylvania for her faith and divine healing for her brother, Sam. Thank you, Lord God, for answering that prayer, and thank you for her faith being the only offering that you need. And may it be done according to her belief and according to her word. We thank you for 100% recovery for Sam. In Jesus' name, amen.